Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. USA! USA! Shot clock turned off. Calvary. Hall. Eight to shoot. Hall. The runner! Loose ball! It's good! Williams Goss comes out of the pack. Matthews for three. Oh, my goodness! Morrison. Six. It's time for Zag's Hoop Talk with Jack and Zach on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary. All I was thinking about is, like, how do you know what things to use to wipe? Believe in the Zags. He's Rob Zachary. I'm Jack Ferris. It is Thursday morning. We have the Toreros in T minus what like seven hours or so. I'm glad you told me that, Jack. I know. I know. I'm really glad because I had no idea who we were playing today. It was I'm delivering Rob the news of the world. The Zags are in fact playing San Diego tonight. Rob, I actually looked up your stat line senior year against San Diego. Would you like to hear it? Mm, sure. Throw me okay. something. All right. In Spokane, you had eighteen and eleven. Oh. Uh down there you had eleven and eight. Oh, were, okay. you, were you better in general at home? Um, all depends on the city, I should say, I guess. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Loud and clear, pal. <laughs> uh, but San Diego, uh, San Diego was always like, you guys probably had to travel the day before. Yeah, really? we never ended up being in that city that long. I the, the longest I ever stayed was our conference tournament that first year where it wasn't in Vegas. Yeah, the last year before it went to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I we looked didn't. up your stats in that game too, by the way. I didn't play that game. You did really. not play a minute. Yeah, no, <laughs> I didn't play that game. And maybe <laughs> you should have because Gino Palmer had like 15. I played Gino in uh, Japan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was over there. He made a great career over in Japan. Where would you guys stay in San Diego? Downtown or like right near the campus? Where did we stay by um... the beach? No, one of the malls. I can't remember what mall it was. Oh, I know what you're talking about that 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 ginormous mall that's inland a little bit. Yep, yep. Yeah. And you could walk out. It, it's open. Yeah, I just remember we were being right by the mall. Huge San Diego media episode. We have uh, Darn a Trip, who was the boss man of Krem Sports for quite some time. I think six years or so, and then the voice of the USD Terreros, Jack Cronin. Rob, are you pumped? Uh, man, got me fired up, brother. <laughs> What's the weather like up there, dude? Because I fucking have... it's cold, dude. It's it's cold, bro. Too cold or like, like balls are in my throat cold. God damn it. It's raining down here. Biblical proportions in like, the Bay Area. Here's my thing, Jack. We need you to come up February. I've I got a little trip for us to do in February. Oh, that's right. We're hunting mountain lions, aren't we? That's sir. Going is that legal? Lions. Can I say that we're hunting mountain lions on this thing? Yes, you can. Okay. Because we're going with people. We're going with North Idaho people. So everything's legal up there. Everything's legal in North Idaho. That's their state motto. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Can you believe it's already Super Bowl? I can believe it, pal. Do you plan on making any money over this? I Bowl? would love to make some money. Let me tell you how, pal. 
If you're looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the right place to lock it in. I don't like Kansas City minus three and a half. I love Kansas City minus three and a half. I refuse to bet against the Chiefs right now, but that means I'm betting against Tom Brady. What do you think about that, Rob? You never see Dan, that's the thing, man. You can't bet against Tom Brady. Can't do it. But I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. And oh, by the way, how about this for the Zags? Vegas has Zags number. Zags are 15 and 0 against the spread. They're five, five, and one at home, home and neutral. On the road, they're two and two. Overall against the spread, the Zags are seven, seven. And one, Rob. That is outrageous. That is a bit weird. I'm not going to lie. Vegas is very good. They're very good at what they do. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag, take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. Now, Rob, what's up? If we head, if we go mountain lion hunting, I'm guessing it's going to be cold, right? If it's like it is today, yes. So, but I also want to be comfortable in the cold, but I want to be warm. What do you think I should do with my manscape tools? Do you think I should mm. put it on the shelf or do you think I should I should clean up down there before I I meet some some mountain Clean lines? up. Okay. If you're meeting some cougars, you're going to clean it up. Always got to clean it up for the Cougars. Support for Believe in the Zags is brought to you by Manscape, the best in men's below the waist grooming. The best, the best in men's below the waist grooming. That makes more <laughs> sense. Manscape offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Again, people, we thought this was just going to be like a two-week thing with Manscaped. So if you haven't purchased your Manscaped equipment, you're in luck. Okay, you're a moron for not doing it yet. Correct, Rob? They're no, dude, you got to get it. You got to get, get it. it. You still have time. Manscaped.com, promo code ZAGS, Z-A-G-S, 20% off everything along with free shipping. Are you wearing your underwear right now, Rob? I'm not wearing my underwear, but okay. I made, I trimmed my field to look more like a baseball field with the checkers. So oh. I, I dropped the blade, and then I went back and dropped the blade a little lower. So. <laughs> So I got a nice little diamond shape going on, little patterns. With with home plate being being No, you know how you when you see the checkers out in the field. In the outfield, right? The outfield, yeah. I got mine looks mine's perfect right so now. So if your man region was a baseball diamond, I'm picturing yeah. the outfield, but then I'm like <laughs> picturing home Okay. <laughs> Manscaped.com promo code Zags. Z-A-G-S. Buddy, I do I need to like go to classes before we go mountain lion hunting? I don't know, man. I really don't know. You just get, be prepared. That's okay. all I can say. Just okay. be prepared for anything. I'll get a cougar for you too. Okay, great. <laughs> great. What are your weekend plans outside of weekend. watching the Zags on Seattle? It's my mom's birthday. Oh, nice. Happy birthday. Yeah. Leslie. Leslie. Yeah. She's, she's, you know, we're going to do something in this weird world we live in. Go find a bubble to live in. Or yeah. go eat dinner at. Is she? Is there outdoor dining open up? Opening yeah, up, but up it's there? it's twenty eight degrees. Oh god damn it! Yeah, we're starting to open up down here, buddy. I heard it's completely open now. Uh, it depends on where you're at. Oh, 
completely oh. open as a stretch. Okay, okay. I can't, dude. I haven't been. This is gonna sound meatheady because, well, it's meatheady. I haven't been to a gym in a year. No. Oh, I, last time I was in a gym was late February or early March. I agree. I agree, dude. It's it, it feels weird. Do you feel do you feel flabby or skinny? Uh, I feel great. I do. Yeah. I, I feel great. I got I got kids running around. I feel great. We got kids running around. Fortunately, we have uh, plenty of content on the back end of this with our good friends Jack Cronin and Darnay Trip. So let's I'm gonna go ahead and toss to them right now, Rob. Why don't you? <laughs> Blue dog. <laughs> yeah. From the corner. Rob, I actually I've prepared an intro for our next guest. Oh. By preparing an intro, I mean I copied and pasted uh, something from his website. You ready for it? This is a quote. Cronin's pipes were definitely up for the assignment. He conveyed just the right blend of excitement and reverence. He made me want to settle down, not for a long winter's nap, but for a long evening by the GE. That, honestly, Jack, sounds like a lust novel <laughs> like a daniel Steele novel <laughs> it's of course in reference to jack cronin the voice of the Toreros. jack welcome on the show jack thank you fellas thank you very much we're nothing in this world without self-promotion so that is wonderful that is mm. great stuff so what that's great what the hell is that in reference to <laughs> right? that was that was from a uh, my good friend don norcross who um uh, works for the san diego union tribune he that was actually from a high school radio broadcast oh yeah i'm not sure that it may have been uh, that was probably seven eight nine years ago now um that we used to do high school football on the radio in san diego uh, and, uh, you know, it was one of those, you know, championship nights, San Diego doesn't get very cold, not like Spokane, but, uh, you know, night, probably a little misty, uh, cooler for San Diego standards type night. Uh, and, uh, it was very nice of them to actually tune in, uh, let alone write about it. Right on. So you've been at, uh, we were talking a little bit off there. One of, one of your many gigs right now is, uh, as the voice of the San Diego Terreros basketball team, you've actually been doing football for longer right yeah i mean san diego is unique in the wcc I mean, uh -huh. byu plays at the fbs level but san diego has an fcs football team it's actually a non-scholarship football team that plays what used to call one double a football and now is fcs football so i've been doing that since 07 and uh doing basketball since uh, 2014 um so yeah it's just it's a cool opportunity uh a unique one in the wcc to actually have football as well in the fall where are you from originally? Fresno, uh, in the uh, Central Valley. Uh, went Clovis? to school in the Bay Area. Clovis? Uh, Clovis. Yeah, Clovis is outside Fresno. Oh, one I thought, of the great okay. Parts. Yeah, one of the great parts of Fresno. Um, and uh, yeah, went to school in the Bay Area. Now lucky to be down here in San Diego. Where did you go to school? I swear I was looking all over your website for it. I couldn't find it. I went to Cal uh, when I was there. Uh, yeah, I would. Part of the uh, Pac-10, now Pac-12. I'd be ashamed if I went to Cal too. I wouldn't put that on my <laughs> website. No, you went to Cal when it was good basketball, though. <laughs> we had, yeah, it was. Uh, let me try to think. Ben Braun was the coach when yep. I was there, uh, who's a great broadcaster now. Um, and uh, yeah, we were okay. Did all right. Held our Ryan, own. Ryan Anderson. No, I think he was. He was after me. He was yeah, after that's you. right. That's right. 
Um, and then, you know, we were much, I was there when Aaron Rodgers was there football wise. So that was much more of the focus, Jeff Tedford football wise, Aaron Rodgers. That was the, the time that I was there. And I kind of overshadowed basketball a little bit. Jack, what do you prefer football or hoops with the Terreros? Mm. The, to me, one of the big keys to this industry, you referenced it, was variety and versatility. Like you've got, to me, I think the key here is being able to do a bunch of different sports and it keeps it fresh, it keeps it new, keeps it exciting. So I love being able to do everything, volleyball, football, basketball, whatever it is. I love being able to do it. Okay, very political answer. <laughs> if you, okay, if you had to do one, which one would it be? With having said what you said. Basketball at USD is the number one sport. So as it is in the WCC, um, there are more games. It is the number one sport. Um, so if I had choose for the University of San Diego, it would be basketball. Uh, but like I said, the key to this, this industry is keeping things fresh, man, and doing, doing as much as you can. Talking a little bit about uh, the San Diego program this year, we mentioned this with um, Darnay Tripp, your San Diego sports contemporary down there. When you look at their schedule this year, you can't help but feel sad. It's yeah, been it's, you you've been ravaged by postponements, cancellations. What's it been like from from your point of view? Well, I mean, look, I'm not you know uh, I, I'm not uh, in the trenches like those guys are. Uh, I feel do feel bad for them. They only got four non-conference games in, uh, and this is a brand new team that two years ago, and there are still guys left over from two years ago. Um, but two years ago, they were in the NIT. They were a top 100 net team. They had two guys go to the NBA and the G League. One signed a contract with the Kings, Isaiah Pinheiro. Um, so you got guys back from that team two years ago, and they went back-to-back 20-win seasons, and then had nine wins last year, so very down year, and kind of remade the roster a little bit this year. But, of course, with the pandemic, they can't practice together. So you have all the off-season where everything's virtual and you're kind of on your own. And then when you do try and get back together, there were two different – COVID pauses for USD plus a third pause by the opponents. So there've been three separate times where the season's kind of been shut down. Um, and so you feel kind of bad that they haven't been able to get those games in. And they finally got their first conference victory at Portland on Saturday where they played really, really well. But even that game, like the previous two, so three in a row, you only had seven scholarship players that were going back and forth. So it has been, I, I feel bad for them. They all have been on the same page but hoping that this stretch where they're going to play a ton of conference games in the month of February really helps them out. Yeah. I imagine you're pretty disappointed, not only with yourself professionally, but for the guys on the squad games canceled include, you know, at Arizona in Tucson up in Seattle versus Washington. Those are games you're just not getting back. That's experience. You're not getting back. Yeah, it's too bad. It really, you're right. Um, It's always fun to go and play in those places, even without fans. Uh, it's fun to go and play and try and go against a Pac-12 school or whoever else. Um, but really for this team, like I said, it's just the disappointment of not having really any games. They had no games between March 5th and December 9th. Zero games, March 5th to December 9th. Uh, and so that you just feel bad, especially with a new roster, trying to bounce back from a down year and get back to where you were. You know, I, uh, and I think Rob feels the same way here. I can't make sense of the fact that San Diego isn't in the top, not the top, maybe not the top tier, but the top half of WCC when it comes to talent. I mean, facilities wise, 
I think the Slim Jim is one of the three best gyms in the WCC. Uh, you can't beat San Diego. On top of that, you can't beat you know San Diego's proximity to the beach. It's right down the hill. It's awesome. And yet, even in your tenure, Jack, you've seen three head coaches. Well, what, what's been the holdup down at San Diego? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it's one that, that San Diego aspires to get to, right? I mean, Gonzaga is Gonzaga. Um, until Mark Few leaves, and even then, who knows, probably don't have any drop-off because the program is so established and so good and is contending for national titles. You got Gonzaga, and they got BYU with all of their resources. And BYU has the largest uh, arena in the conference. They have uh, arguably the most resources of any team in the conference, um, an amazing fan base too. So beyond those two, then you should be trying to fight for that spot, right? I mean, San Diego, like you said, facilities-wise, ahead of St. Mary's, uh, ahead of a lot of the other places, even though Pepperdine and Malibu, you literally look out from Firestone onto the Pacific Ocean. It's a beautiful view. But San Diego does the same thing. You walk outside of the Jenny Craig Pavilion, you can see Mission Bay and the Pacific Ocean. Uh, you can see it from the football stadium. So, yeah, that's what you should aspire to be. Um, and like I said, just two years ago, they had back-to-back 21 seasons in the NIT, uh, guys going to the NBA. So it just there's been hiccups here and there, but you hope to get right back to it, like you said, a top three program. Rob, where would you put uh, Jenny Craig Pavilion down in San Diego? The arena is nice, too. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 would, I would say it's probably number easily before BYU, number two. Okay, all right, okay. I like it. All right. I'm partial to the Levy Center in Santa Clara. But there's something about nah, like the but it that that their student section is kind of janky. The Rough Riders? No, it's not their students actually, but like that, like it it feels like they just pulled out some bleachers for them. Whereas the Jenny, it has like the pavilion has like a whole, I don't know, like atmosphere of an arena, I should say. Speaking of the Jenny Craig Pavilion, Jack, very important question here. Have you met Jenny Craig? I have not. Bummer. Uh, yeah, they uh, they refer to it as the Slim Jim. The Slim Jim in San Diego. So uh, I have not, but it's very nice of the uh, Craig family to donate. Uh, was I guess two thousand three or so, whatever it was. Yeah, it was, it was uh, a while ago, twenty years ago or so. Yeah. So yeah, getting. Uh, no, I have not though. What's your favorite uh, WCC gym to visit? To visit, well, BYU, like I said, BYU is always fantastic because of the ability to have 19,000 people there. That's always great. Where does Tom Hudson rank in your uh, voice of the WCC power rankings? Oh, man, he's a fantastic dude. Um, I love all the guys. It's actually a pretty good fraternity of fellas here. Everybody, Jack, everybody says, everybody says that. Yeah. And I'm rooting for like an anchorman kind of rivalry. Where everybody <laughs> hates each other. <laughs> no, I the, uh, we, we, the I don't know if this happens in other conferences, but a couple of years ago in the WCC, the conference actually put all the radio broadcasters together and and had them work on like national broadcasts for the WCC. The theory being that you've seen every team twice, so you should know them uh-huh. very well. So they actually had us all working together in like at the conference tournament on some of the national broadcasts during the regular season so it was a very cool thing that the conference did and that's how you got to know everybody so i yeah i'm great i'm very happy to hear them all say that that's very cool 
How many years until San Diego could potentially be vying for a, a spot in the tournament? Well, I mean, the, the great thing about college basketball is it could be any year, right? Um, and with Gonzaga at the top, BYU, even that, you could have three teams go in this conference on a consistent basis. Like I said, it was just two years ago where they were doing that. Two years ago, San Diego had a chance to win the WCC tournament and go back. That would have been the first time since 08. That was two years ago. So all you got to do is either get yourself into the top three, like you said, or win the conference tournament here. And it's tough with Gonzaga, but uh, I, I would argue that two years ago they had a shot and they went to the NIT, which was a really cool experience. Do you have any inside information on the points shaving scandal out of San Diego? <laughs> I have no, what's funny, like I said, my, my day job is a reporter. Uh, so that, but that was, there was a player named Brandon Johnson who for oh, yeah. a while was uh, the all-time leading scorer at USD. And Johnny D has since passed him in that respect. Um, he's a guy who got hurt uh, in his what was supposed to be his senior year. Uh, USD had just won uh, their first ever game in the tournament in 2008. Yeah, uh, with Bill knocked, Greer, former uh, Gonzaga assistant, as the head coach, knocked off and the Zags they, in the tournament in the right. WCC tournament in Slim Jim. That's right, in San Diego in 08. Um, so then they, they brought back five starters the next year. Uh, from that tournament team that had won a game, beat UConn in the tournament, and yet those five starters never played a game together ever again, injuries and otherwise. And so, and Brandon Johnson was a part of that. He got injured, uh, blue eyes Achilles. And I think there was, a, there was always a thought that he was going to go to the NBA, and when that injury happened and he was slowed because of it, uh, he fell in with the wrong crowd, and uh, then there was an investigation, and... That was his kind of career, which is too bad. Anything else? Any other details that 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 hit like the that editing was so room political. floor? Yeah. <laughs> I know. You're well, very no, well I mean, done, it, Jack. It, thank you. No, but it was you know it was there was a whole thing in the FBI the investigation yeah. and the whole thing, but it, it turned out to be completely isolated to him, okay. and it was too bad. Okay. Uh, it was it was a shame because of, of the way he you know he was the all time. Leading scores, a guy who led the team to the NCAA tournament win. Um, luckily, since then, uh, other guys have erased his records from uh, from the record books. Johnny D, Chris Anderson, etc., uh, who have dropped him down. It's not just you don't have to say, "Oh, this guy, blah blah blah, whatever." Uh, but it's too bad. It's sad because I think his I think his motivation was that he thought he was going to be, and he was. He was a great player. But the injury slowed him down, and he just kind of he made some mistakes. It's too bad. So, Jack, looking forward, uh, again, you guys are 2-6. and six. You've only played eight games, almost or just a little over half the games that Gonzaga has been fortunate enough to play. At this point, a successful season for the Toreros is what record at the end of the day? Oh, I, I wouldn't even put a record on it. But successful season is getting every game in, um, getting, getting including the conference tournament, which who knows how – College basketball is going to handle that before Indiana at the end of the year. Getting and playing in the maximum amount of games that you can possibly have. And hopefully that includes the conference tournament. I think it will. But hopefully that includes the conference tournament and every single regular season game left. We have some Tuesday games coming up uh, to try and make up for lost time. 
But that right now is the key is getting as many possible games in and then looking ahead to next year. Because again, like I said, to try and erase last year's nine win season, to try and build on momentum to next year, to try and get back to where you were two years ago, back to back 20 win campaigns. That that's the goal. Get everything in. You can playing time, practice time in person, because that's been sorely lacking this year. Geographically in the WCC, for the most part, people are, are paired up and I'm, it wasn't too long ago that there was travel partners, but San Diego is kind of on an island, so to speak. So if San Diego had a rivalry in the WCC, who would it be? This is a, it's a great question that people have asked before. I don't have a good answer for it. Um, a W because the travel partner of the WCC is BYU for San Diego. Um, and right now that it's just not, that's not a BYU is a better rivalry with San Diego state from their mountain West conference days, perhaps than they do for USD just because we, there haven't been the great, you know, back and forth games like St. Mary's and Gonzaga or BYU and Gonzaga. Uh, there hasn't. So I don't think USD has a true LMU Pepperdine, rivalry or a, I don't know who would you say Gonzaga's biggest rival is, is St. Mary's, Mary's, Mary's okay, okay. Mary's. so that so we don't see San Diego doesn't have that mm-hmm. so I don't know that I mean honestly the biggest rivals might be might be San Diego State but even that like they're not even playing this year USD and San Diego State so I don't think USD necessarily has a rival they don't have it in football either because the they're kind of isolated in the, in the pioneer football league um, so there's no true like Huge, huge game. I would argue San Diego State um, at at the most. I would say I would say though, when coach when Coach Greer was there, it was closer to a rivalry with Gonzaga. Yeah, they had it going. They definitely had it going. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's a good dude. That's great. Jack Cronin, the voice of the Toreros. Jack, before we let you go, I know we got to let you go. What's your final score prediction for tonight? Oh, geez. I have, I have called many games, uh, first of all, uh, where Gonzaga's won by like 50 points. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so I don't know. I have no idea. First of all, I don't even know how many guys are eligible tonight are going to be playing for USD. They've only had seven scholarship players uh, the last three games. So I don't even know uh, who is going to play tonight for USD. I will say this. San Diego is the last team not named, Gonzaga, not named BYU or St. Mary's to beat Gonzaga. Uh, and that was back in 2014. So that was uh, seven years ago. Down there, uh, right? Yeah. Down in San Diego yep. in February of 2014. So it's been a while. I think outside of that win and the 08 and 03 conference tournament victories, I don't know if Mark Fuse ever lost to USD other than those games. There's uh, been some battles down in San Diego for sure. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But so we'll see. I like, I, I couldn't even give you a prediction on, on what it would look like. Because, you know, with Gonzaga, the, it's been amazing to watch. I, I don't know how you guys feel, but the last, you know, you guys built for 25 years now, NIT and then all the straight runs in the conference and in the, and, and the uh, NCAAs. And now with the number one ranking, it's like consistency. Not only has Gonzaga gotten better and better and better every year, but I feel like college basketball is lacking that consistency in other teams. So the domination's there. Jack Cronin, are you rooting for the Zags to win a national championship? Yes, I absolutely am. Um, there it is. It would, be, it would be amazing for the conference to have Gonzaga go back to the title game like they did four years ago and win it. It would be 
incredible, not only financially for the conference and every team involved, because every team splits the, the shares, but it would be a huge banner for the WCC, and I hope it happens. Jack Cronin, have an excellent call tonight, buddy. Thank you for your time. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Jack. From the corner! Hey, guys, it's a new year, and every day is a fresh start for you to just live. Travis Pastrana here to tell you exactly why I teamed up with Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, and Paul Rodriguez to launch our new wellness brand, Just Live. As professional athletes, we put ourselves through a lot, physically and mentally. So we found a Just Live around all-natural, THC-free CBD products. Being from the East Coast, I was pretty skeptical about CBD products, but as an athlete, it's easy to see when something works. And when my dad was at wit's end, living in a fog of painkillers, severe lack of sleep, numerous surgeries later, I recommended he try CBD. It allowed him to get an extra couple hours of sleep, and it made all the difference to get my dad back on his feet. So don't go another day with pain inflammation, or lack of sleep. I recommend trying Just Live today. These are products we fully trust and stand behind because we want you to be able to go out and just live. So get 20% off your order with code armchair at justlive.com. That's 20% off at justlive.com with the code armchair. What do you live for? Hey, y'all. That w- I promise you, I started this record and I don't, I don't think I've ever said, hey, y'all in my life, but it just came out because it feels natural uh, when it comes to talking about KansasCitySteaks.com. KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day is where you need to go to get your game day steaks. Super Bowl's coming up. I don't know if you're going to a party. Uh, if you're not going to a party, that's fine. If you're celebrating the Super Bowl responsibly at home with uh, your significant other and your kids, fine too. Don't just buy Cheetos and Fritos and Bagel Bites. Cheetos and Fritos and Bagel Bites are great, but if you really want to shine it this year, Get yourself some steaks. If you think steaks are too much, got you covered at KansasCitySteaks.com. Mini Beef Wellington Steak Burger Sliders, Mac and Cheese Melts, Shrimp Wrapped and Bacon, folks. All you got to do is go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day. Believe, B-L-E-A-V, that's your promo code. If you're going to a party, how impressed do you think people are going to be when you show up with Mini Beef Wellington Steak Burger Sliders? Yeah, guess what? You're going to be invited next year, too. You can laugh at the nerds who bring Cheetos and Fritos, their seven-layer dip, when we all know it's like three and a half layers because like the olives don't count as a layer. Big olive guy, though. KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day. From the corner! Darn A trip. Welcome to the podcast. Now, for those of you who don't know, Darn A was – you were the boss man for how long at Krem in the oh, sports man, department? Uh- about six years. I was there for six and a half, and uh, yeah, about six years. And then, what year did you abandon the Spokane ship and <laughs> sail down to San Diego? That was October of 2018. So it's a little over two years now. Okay. If you could describe the difference between San Diego and Spokane in one word, what would it be? <laughs> or two words? One sentence. Oh, man. I guess I could just turn, we're on video. I could just turn this to the window and I could show it to you. Um, God damn it, Darnay. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, the, the weather obviously has a lot to do with it. We got one of those like insane windstorms on Monday. Like it kind of felt like a fall in Spokane windstorm. Or last week when we had trees falling in everyone's houses. Yeah, and and we just moved in May, my wife and I, and there's these huge trees behind our place and I'm just watching them 
the entire day, just swaying back and forth. Like there goes the garage. Um, but yeah, Sandy, I mean, it's, she and I did long distance for about two years before I moved down here. Uh-huh. And it's like, I started visiting her and then I eventually lived here and I was like, okay, oh, yeah, I get it. I get, it doesn't yeah. take long. Like I've, I figured it out. Like I, I get the appeal. Darnay, yeah. go ahead, Rob. I was going to say, do you think San Diego is the best city? I think it's the best city in California. I love San Diego. I, I really do love San Diego. I love the vibe down there. I love that it's, you get some pretentious people, but it's not mm-hmm. nearly the, the stratosphere of Los Angeles. Yeah, I haven't spent enough time. I've spent some time in LA. Haven't really spent much time in the Bay Area, but um, some of my family now is in LA and we were on a trip there recently and we're driving back and I was like, I feel like San Diego has like all the best stuff that LA has, but without the hassle. Uh-huh. Like you can just drive to a place in like 20 minutes and you're there. You what know, is and your, it's not what, like a big deal. What is your commute situation? Here? Yeah. Oh, it's, you know, the, the pandemic has changed everything, right? So my wife was going up one of the big freeways that gets a lot of traffic during rush hour. Um, so that can get pretty hectic, but like for the most part on the weekends and that sort of thing, it's really not that big of a deal. And you can make your way around a bunch of parts of town and you don't feel like you're going to be kind of in gridlock for a long time, which is nice. Have you ever gotten a tattoo in San Diego, Rob? Um, no, but I have attended the zoo many of times. Oh, love the zoo. Darnay, I'm concerned in Spokane, there was like the, the sports media click that didn't matter what station you were at. You know, if you were, we spent so much time in, in media rooms and Mm -hmm. waiting around at press conferences that inevitably we start hanging out outside of work. Do you have friends in San Diego? Do you have media friends? Do you need friends? I'm concerned. Yeah, definitely. Again, like the last 10 months has kind of changed that. The The last two days I was out at Torrey Pines because their their PGA Tour stop mm-hmm. is there this week, the Farmers Insurance Open. And so I saw a bunch of those people, many of which who I've seen very little of the last 10 months. And, um, you know, everybody makes the anchorman joke. It, there are people here are actually very, very friendly. Like I haven't gotten that vibe <laughs> at all. Haven't seen any pitchforks, no mace, no, no uh, baseball bats with like the chain rank and like none of that. Uh, <laughs> and I was actually pretty impressed. Like when I first started here, like I had people from other stations come up to me like, oh, hey, congrats. Like, welcome. You know, good to have you here. How's it going? And you never know, like, I don't know about you, Jack, that's something like I've always been kind of nervous about. And Rob, I would think like as, as an athlete going into a locker room for the first time, like you don't know what the situation's going to be like, what the vibe's going to be like. And so I'm always a little bit nervous about that. Like everybody's just going to assume that I'm an idiot and they might not necessarily be wrong, but like, I don't want them to think that. Um, but that hasn't been the case. Everybody's very, very friendly. And so when you're in that environment, you kind of like want to pay it forward and kind of keep that up. So it's, it's actually been pretty good. It does feel like the rivalry between stations is a past generation kind of thing. Hmm. It feels like just about my experience in terms of, like, you know, the competition, everyone's friendly because that's, those are the people who you identify the most with. Those are the people who are doing the same work as you and you have so much in common. Yeah, I think so. I, I think there's something to that because w- I, entered kind of the industry thinking that that might be the case 
and haven't really experienced it anywhere I've gone. Like you said, like Spokane was very friendly. The first two places I worked, there weren't really like many other sports guys around. So um, that was kind of fun and like feeling like I just kind of had the town to myself. Um, and so again, I was nervous about that coming to Spokane because I knew there was like a real competition, but it didn't necessarily feel like that. Like everybody's cool. Everybody, we all work so hard, right? And like, well, some but, of us. Well, but like on those Gonzaga trips, like covering coup games, all that stuff, like we're really busting it. And so there's no time to have like silly beefs with one another and this weird tension and add that to the mix when everybody's just trying to like work hard and do a good on a good honest job. What if you know about a story like like no one knows about though? It's still competitive. No. Like it's still it's still competitive. I think there's that aspect. It's just not like petty amongst us i don't think every so often you you kind of get those juices flowing when you get like a good story that you feel like nobody else has but then when it happens when you're on the wrong side of it you're like damn you know i can kind of eat at you for a little bit all right let's stop beating around the bush last year you were uh close to san diego state and i think we dm'd a little bit were you were you hoping for a san diego state gonzaga matchup at some point oh definitely um you know it's one of those things where like you you kind of dread it but kind of hope it happens at the same time because especially at that point that was really the first i guess it was the second team that gonzaga had that i really hadn't covered um but then like the the first sdsu team that i really got close with and obviously they were really good and um you feel like you kind of have these two competing forces all season long and they seem to be on this collision course. And, you know, there had been years in the past where, you know, especially like the Kauai years and 2014 when Gonzaga was, you know, one of the better teams in, in on the West coast, but not at the level they have been since. And San Diego state has a good season. Like they're always there, but hadn't really had a chance to meet on that level. And it just, seemed inevitable it would have been an awesome game and um huge bummer that we didn't get to experience it because um i i don't know how it would have gone you know i don't know if i can really say for sure well let uh, me tell you how it would have gone we would have stopped malachi flynn and we would have won i like what else did you guys have besides malachi, malachi flynn well i think that's part of the problem with this year's team like i think it started with malachi flynn but I think he like he had enough gravity to his game that it opened things up for like Matt Mitchell. Yanni Wetzel was really, really effective inside and was kind of like a crafty interior. Pre- like that battle between he and Drew Timmy would have been really, really fun because um, they have like such different styles of play. Um, but they're both good in their own respect. Do you find yourself still rooting for the Zach program? I do. I'm not going to lie. There's a bit of this kind of like. They almost feel like an ex now. I, like, <laughs> no, I, I totally understand that, dude. You know, I get that. Like, again, it's one of those things like gun to my head. Do I want Gonzaga to win a national championship? Of course I do. They deserve it. The fans deserve it. What they've built in that program is incredible. Um, in my, you know, six and a half years, like around them and covering the program, like never a bad interaction with a single player, like just good guys, easy to root for. Um, and so, yes, of course, but then there's part of me that's like, you almost wanted like 2017 to be the apex and be like, yep, yeah, I was there for that, you know? Um, and you, you know, you, 
it's fine. You know, you want your ex to move on and be happy, but maybe not like too happy. Not too happy. Not happier than you. Definitely not happier than you. Yeah, definitely not happier than me. Um, and I'm happy. Like I'm, I'm great. Um, but there's still the part of you that, um, you know, d- doesn't want them to, to go crazy and reel off like three straight national championships. Like it looks like they, you know, could at any point. So, Rob, when uh, back in like, I think it was 2017, there was some donut shop that shut down in Spokane. And darn A, there it is. You're wearing the shirt. Good Lord. When so Rob, when we're at GU, you know, we're like tunnel vision. It's like campus right. and downtown, and that's it. Like, well, you probably experience a little bit more of Spokane, but you're just a different bird in general. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the culture of Spokane in general is lost on Gonzaga students for the most part, for sure. So when this donut shop shut down, I was like, okay, whatever. But everyone was up in arms, and Darnay wrote like a forty five hundred word essay mm-hmm. on what the donut shop meant to him. Do you so- go ahead? It's funny because it's not lost on all Zags because I was there. I want to say the morning of a game. Donut Paradise is what parade. we're talking about. Donut Parade. Donut Parade, my bad. Damn it. The one, the one on <laughs> Hamilton. Is it the yeah. one on Hamilton? Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's only like a quarter mile north of Jack and Dan's. I mean, it's Dude, not that far. Nor- I mean, two blocks north of Jack and Dan's is the end of my universe. So I was there one morning and... Um, I, should I mention the name? I'm a very prominent Gonzaga basketball player was picking up like a dozen donuts. And yeah, I, you can Gary Bell, Gary oh, Bell okay. was there and yeah. we recognized each other. And I was like, Oh, what's up, Gary. And I was like, you know, maybe he's picking, maybe he's picking up for the coaches or professors or something like that. But I was like, you know, I, I, I wouldn't guess this is part of like a, you know, game day breakfast, but what do I know? I'm not a D one athlete. I don't think it hurt them. They didn't lose that game. Now, do you have that kind of connection to anywhere in San Diego where you would write a novel if it shut down? Um, not yet. We have found our like kind of local mom and pop donut spot, golden donut, shout out golden donut on university. Um, beyond that, we just moved to a different neighborhood. And so we're getting kind of like reacclimated or acclimated to mm-hmm. kind of some of the spots around here. There's a, there's a good kind of like cocktail bar food type place called Fernside that has a really good burger. So there are some spots in the neighborhood. If they were to close down, we'd be pretty bummed out. And, you know, sadly, because of, again, going back to the pandemic, a lot of places have closed down um, that have been disappointing to see. Um, but I haven't kind of built that personal connection with, I have a Padres podcast and we had a guest on that spent some time in San Diego. And I was like, Hey, when this, when this whole thing ends, like, and you want to do like a bar, he's a big beer guy. Like when you want to do a bar hop, like where are you going? He listed like four places that were all closed. I was like, I, I, this can't make the podcast. Like, this is so depressing. <laughs> so um, that part's been a bummer, but um, trying to kind of build those, those bonds, those personal connections with the local dining establishments. All right, let's do real talk here. In the hierarchy of the San Diego sports market, how many rungs of the ladder do you have to go down before we get to San Diego basketball? Ooh, good call, Jack. That's a hard question, Jack. It's a real question, though. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. So you got to start with what? Padres, top rung? Padres are definitely the top rung, especially now, given what they're doing. Um, you know, with the Chargers leaving, that's that's kind of like put a lot of the spotlight on the Padres. You know, they're the one of the four major um, pro sports. They're one in town. And now they're really, really good. And so they're they're like a clear, clear number one. Okay. Two would be Chargers still? 
No, no. I think that that's kind of sailed. Speaking of you know, Texas. Th there were some people kind of hanging on a little bit. And especially once Philip Rivers left, like that, you know, people still refer to him as like San Diego's QB. And so now he's been gone. He's retired, was gone last season. And so I think a lot of people kind of hung on just to kind of pull for him and they wanted to see him do well. And so, um, you know, that's, that's now passed. Okay. So what's number two, San Diego state football. I'd say, I'd say, yeah, San Diego state. Um, and you know, it all, like it all kind of depends. Like all this You're stuff, being so like, this is classic political darnay. You're not, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I'm very diplomatic. Uh -huh. big, big fan of Sam Scholl. That's my guy. Okay. Um, yeah, sure. So look, it all like when, when Eastern Washington had it going like 2015, Tyler Harvey, like make a run to the, to the NCAA tournament. I, Rob's got the look on his face. I'm not saying they're on Gonzaga's level, but I'm saying that moves them kind of up the, up the rankings a little bit. Um, when sure. WSU had Ernie Kenton, they like all seven of their wins came in November and December. Like people weren't really paying attention. Now they've got it going a little bit more. I see a little bit more chatter on the timeline about the Cougs. Um, so, you know, a couple years ago when they had back-to-back -back 20 <laughs> You're just dancing around the question, man. When they had back-to-back -back <laughs> 20 win seasons, uh, they were footing around. They're up in the hierarchy a little bit more now. You know, it's a, it's a struggle, and so um, you know the Toreros aren't getting the the media love that I'm sure they would like. Dude, why is that? Because we talked about it a little bit uh, in terms of well, the city in general. Barab, maybe you can speak to this. I think San Diego next. I mean, Pepperdine is a whole different category, but I think the campus of San Diego is tops in the WCC. It's up <laughs> on the hill. You're just you just roll down the hill and you're on the beach. It's awesome. Even the buildings, like the buildings themselves, there's like a distinct kind of cool look to them that I don't know, I think is neat. Yeah. LMU. Okay, LMU. LMU okay. beats it all for me. But San Diego has its own kind of I mean, their competition is San Diego State. San Diego has its own market. I just I, I don't understand why they can't be better or more competitive in the WCC. I gotta look up Loyola Marymount's campus because um, it's right by the airport, which I have always thought is kind of meh. Is it really? I mean, it looks like it's kind of up on the hill, you know, some nice looking buildings, but I would have guessed that Pepperdine would have them beat. No, I mean, Pepperdine is different. We can't compare. Pepperdine and Malibu is unbelievable. You know which one's insane? And I don't even know if you guys have heard of Point Loma Nazarene, but they are like on the cliffs. Their baseball stadium, like if you hit a home run, the ball might like roll down the cliffs into the ocean. You open up the gym, like the doors to Golden Gym, and it's like, oh, hello, Pacific Ocean and palm trees. That campus is nuts. And that's where Matt Logie, formerly of Whitworth, is now the head coach. Boom. Um, he always ties so, it back to Spokane. Yeah. <laughs> All right. A successful year for the Toreros is what kind of record? Right One now? and oh, something. Man. I think – anything coming close to 500 at this point, they'd have to feel very good about. Um, they've had a rough go of it. You know, they, it looked pretty promising early in the off season, like during the summer, because they brought in a bunch of transfers and they were, they were young last year. They were kind of lacking, I guess, in just kind of established WCC talent. You know, they had, they had some guys, but nobody that you felt could really like carry a game for them. And they got a guy in Braun Hartfield who was pretty good, did some good things. And then they brought in all these transfers. Then Braun transfers in August. They basically lost 
in my opinion, their best player, a guy that you'd say, okay, in a close game, go get us a bucket. Um, I feel like they're, they're kind of missing that a bit this year. They have all these pieces that they brought in, had the weird preseason and all that because of COVID, then had their start delayed two weeks because of a positive test, and have had two more stoppages once the season started because of COVID-related stuff. I know. If you, if you look at their schedule, it's very sad. It makes you sad. Yeah, so I feel bad for them. Like, you know, I know from talking to – Sam, like something they took very seriously and like had the right mindset. And, you know, I don't know exactly what's, what's led to this stuff, but, um, you know, there's only so much we can all do our best. There's only so much you can do. And they've been hit with it pretty hard and have had a tough time just kind of getting any sort of momentum and, you know, got a win over Portland. So, you know, they're not the worst team in the WCC, you know, it's, it's good to avoid that, you know, um, you need to have goals. It's important to have and, goals. And maybe that gives them some <laughs> momentum. It's going to be hard to can continue that momentum tonight. Um, but maybe they put some good things on film against Gonzaga that they can kind of, uh, carry over the rest of their schedule. They, they've, they've been in a lot of games and I, that was even the case for them last year. They just had a tough time finishing. And I think that's where kind of the inexperience came in. And I think they're probably still figuring out like who, who their closers are. And I think they have a couple guys now that can get them a bucket when, when they need it. Um, but that's like, they were in a game against USF and Jamari Bouye, like there's your bucket. You put the ball in his hands and something good is going to happen. Um, and they're in games against Santa Clara and LMU got up to, you know, fast starts against those teams and, it always seems like that team goes on a run in the second half, which is scary with Gonzaga, who could go on like a 35-0 run without blinking. Um, you know, they, they'll give up a 17-2 type run, and that turns the game. And in these close games, I still just not necessarily knowing who you can rely on just to kind of run the show and then to get you points when you need. And I didn't realize this last night. Their teams are shooting 40% from three against them. Which that that that's troubling. That's a troubling stat. That doesn't win games. Yeah, and again, going into a game against Gonzaga, um, I'm sure that's something they're going to be talking about. Rapid fire questions before we let you go, Darnay. Number one, the spread is 28 tonight. Does San Diego cover? I'll I'll level with you guys. It's it's hard to imagine. I went to the game last season and I think I got there late because I had to do kind of my news hit. And I was like, all right, I'll catch the end of the first half and and the beginning of the second. And I think it was a 28 point game when I got to the Slim Jim. Okay, so you heard it here. Darnay likes Zags minus 28. Uh, Number two, what do you miss most about Spokane? It could be a building. It could be a person. It could be a restaurant. I'm such a fan of the architecture. architecture, So I'll go with the buildings. The skywalks, man. I love the skywalks. Um, Well, other than I I should say um, I have the donut parade t-shirt, but Mm -hmm. Mike's donut shop is now that they now have my allegiance in the Valley. You know, it's shocking. You're not like diabetic and 700 pounds (laughs) the way you love your donuts. I don't eat them every day. I mean, this is once every couple few weeks. So I try and rein it in. Um, I will say when I was, it was, I think this past summer, every single friend I have that resides in the Northwest was posting pictures of lakes. And I was just, look, I love the beach 
and it's great getting like a beach day in January. That's awesome. But one of those pristine lakes in July, like that is where it's at. And so I have like huge FOMO in the summer, um, just with the outdoors and the lakes and all that. I miss that a lot. That's a good point. The older I get, the more of a lake guy I am. Hmm. Last question. And this one's for Rob as well. Actually, I'll have Rob. Let's have Darnay answer first. Spokane Media Hoops. Who's better, you or Slim? Oh, me. Me. Sean's Rob, a better, go ahead. Sean's a, Sean's a better talker. So Sean's going to make his case better than I will. Um, Sean's a better GM in that he's better at getting on the right team and riding the coattails. Just getting doing, himself. He's a better agent and signing yeah, himself. Yeah. And doing just enough to feel like he, um, he contributed to their success. But I've never seen Sean win a game at Peaceful Valley. He might have hit a game winner, but like that was probably the only bucket, you know, he scored. The entire <laughs> game. Um, but I've, I've never seen Sean carry a team. He doesn't play a lick of defense. Um, and, you know, he makes one shot and he starts putting up heat checks. Like, you know, it's just. <laughs> Rob, it's, Rob, same question. Who would you have just by looking at Darnay? Because Darnay is what you Darnay, no question. Yeah, Darnay's a big dude too. What are you six four six five? Sean, I think Sean's actually taller than me. Oh uh, really? I'm only I'm like six. I'm shy of six three. I'm like six two and a half. Oh see, I'm I'm always overshooting people in their height. I thought Alyssa Charles. Where Rob is? Rob, where are you right now? The closet. Okay, that's what I thought. I've been in the closet the whole time, guys. <laughs> the no, wife, I live. The I, Wi-Fi is better in the closet. I've done a few zooms in the closet during this whole deal. Like I, I get it. I get it. It's like, a, you almost get like the, like in a, in a recording studio, like the, what's the insulation or whatever. It's yep. With all the clothes and everything. Yeah. The voice sounds great. It's probably coming off a lot better than Jack and I. <laughs> hey, b- before we let you go, where do the Lakers rank in San Diego in terms of fanfare? Oh, number one. Yeah. Are they right, right by the Padres? No, 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 they're not. I wouldn't say that. You know, there's obviously a ton of Laker fans here. You get some Clipper love now because of Kawhi, you know, because people love Kawhi. Kawhi is revered in this town. And so, um, you know, we, you know, we show some Clippers highlights, um, obviously show some Lakers highlights and, and they get a lot of love. Um, you know, I was, th- I was thinking about, uh, I did kind of like an end of the year, like big stories in San Diego and obviously like Kobe Bryant comes up, you know, because that was just such, you know, now just past the one year kind of mark of that um, big in sports in general, but now being in Southern California and seeing that and seeing people that, you know, that are in San Diego talking about him and his impact and their love for him. um, It's pretty powerful. And then it obviously, you know, reminds you that, you know, we're just down the road from LA. So better sports fan, your average Spokane resident or your average San Diego person? You're spooky. It's got to be spooky. It's got to be spooky. I always joke with people you could have like a youth regional table tennis tournament at the hub in the valley and like they would pack that thing out. <laughs> That's true. It, just, it doesn't matter. Like Spokane loves its sports. They turn out for every event. And so they're really hard to top from that standpoint. Um, but hey, I'll tell you what, and Gonzaga fans aren't going to like this. But if I had to choose between Viejas Arena 
when that team is now, now Gonzaga probably has it going like regardless of who's although you go to an, although you go to an LMU game and in early January and, and we know how the atmosphere can be, but year in year out and helps that they're, that they're always good. But last year with SDSU on that run, I don't know if I can say that the kennel was a better atmosphere than what they had at Viejas Arena. Well, and it always felt like San Diego State was playing from behind and would would pull out something dramatic. Is that right or wrong? They did that from time to time. Not all the time, but they definitely had some of those games. The the thing that's like I don't want to upset anybody, but you know, the the kennel, the kennel as it was is kind of different from the kennel now. And Rob, I don't know like where where things were when during your time there, but they, they became like school affiliated at a certain point and maybe changed the tone a little bit. Whereas like the show at STSU, like they're pretty hands off. And so they, they can be more or less as wild as they want to be. Uh, whereas I feel like the kennel club has been tamed a little bit. 100%. 100%. I can't argue with you on that at all. And so, like, when, when they get going, um, Viejas is pretty impressive. And I, I've never heard an on-your-feet chant at Viejas Arena. Is that, does that happen at GU? I've, I heard it a couple times when I was there. Okay. Uh, but, obviously, crowds there are incredible. Being diplomatic again. Yeah, no, that's BS. You, you heard it here. Darnay thinks San Diego State fans are better than Gonzaga fans. Excellent. Thank you for your time, Tarnay. Uh, final score prediction for tonight. Oh, wow. so what'd you say the line was 28? 28. Not 28 and a half? Not 28 and a hook. So uh, 99-61? If I say uh, it, that would be that, 20, so you think they covered? That'd be Dude. 38, jeez. Oh. Uh, 99 to 71. Sorry, that was bad math. 99 uh, to 71, Okay. Maybe 88 to 60. Although Gonzaga is averaging like 113 points in the last like five games, right? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'll, we're not going to get gonna the... downplay the, the competition. Okay? Yes, they've been, they've been, they've been <laughs> scoring been, a lot. You've spent a lot of time with Mark Few, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was, you know, you learned to talk to Mark Few, like you learned what questions he likes. And one of my go-tos was, ask him to compliment the other team. It's like, if I want a good answer from Mark Few, ask them about their best player, and he's going to give you a great 30-second soundbite. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's clear, clearly rubbed off on you, Rob. But, yeah, he'll go like, you know, uh, they got this Johnny D guy, and mm-hmm. uh, he really can get a lot of buckets, and we got to be able to shut him down. And, and then you're just like, okay. No, the, the line was, the line that he used every single time was, he's got the ultimate green light. <laughs> that was the Mark Few line. We joked about that. Like, yeah, you know, got the ultimate green light. Got the, he's dangerous. You got to be able to shut him down and we'll be able to shut all the whole, the whole team down. Cool, coach. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, before we let you go, I, I just want to clear one thing up real quick. And joining us now is oh, Sean Whitmer, man. who is bad oh, on this podcast. Slim, let me catch you up. Darnay made his case. He believes that you are a better talker than him, and you're a better GM. <laughs> you, you, you won games at Peaceful Valley because you surrounded yourself with better talent. 
Darnay believes he is the better basketball player. You have the floor. Okay. Well, for one, I'm the better passer because I've at least passed once. (laughs) So usually to Marcus, I at least will pass that Rob, you know how important that is, right? Well, Slim, I'm just, if you didn't have that baby in your hand, I thought that, you'd be the Unabomber. I know that's BS that he's got, Olivia. Yes. <laughs> you like the beard? Beard, deer in the background, that hat, the teddy bear coat. I didn't think men wear teddy bear coats, but you do. I'm on my way there, baby. Slim, uh, you guys played 10 times one-on-one. How many games do you win? Nine. Oh, my Wow. Goodness. Nine. Trip wins one because he hits the lucky shot. But nine drinking nine. games. Nine I mean, drinking. I win ten drinking games, Rob. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I would win nine hoops games. I think it would be close. I win. I would win seven. Seven of ten. Sean gets frustrated. He kicked the ball. We lose <laughs> the ball, and then that would be it. That part is true. I would kick a ball. Um, but Sean's never, literally, never gotten a defensive stop against me. In fact, the la- what happened the last time we played at Freeman. It wasn't good. In fact, the last time we played at Freeman, the last time we played at Peaceful Valley, the two places we played together, if, if memory serves, the last game I've played at either of those venues ended with me hitting game-winning threes. That is true. And it was unfortunate because I had to guard a good player on the other team, so I didn't get to guard you. <laughs> so here's what Sean's doing right now. Who was the athlete that did this not long ago? And he caught some flack because his team lost. He knew he was going to face it in the post-game press conference, so he brought his kid out so that reporters would be nice to him. <laughs> That's what Sean is doing with Olivia right now. He doesn't want us to really go in on him, so he's brought his baby to kind of soften things. Darnay, say it to her face. Olivia, do you, you don't I can't say that to her face. You care, crazy? <laughs> Darnay, do oh, baby. you? Gentlemen, gentlemen, to be continued. Darnay, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, by the way, Slim, Darnay said that uh, San Diego fans are better than Spokane fans in terms of all things. Uh, We'll leave that for another podcast. I can't wait till Darnay comes on my podcast tomorrow like all of your guests. (laughs) Darnay, I thought you were a brother for the longest time with that name, to be honest with you. Yeah, I've gotten that a few times. (laughs) Yeah, Slim and Darnay, folks. Thanks, boys. Trip, it's great to see your face. Love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.